Welcome to Top 10 Tacos with Liz and James. I'm Liz. And I'm James. Top 10 Tacos is an occasional podcast in which we try and find the best taquerias in the UK. And the world. And rank them in our ever-evolving list. On this episode, uh, we went to Brighton, sunny Brighton. At the end, beginning of February. It was not sunny. You're an absolute liar. It was grey, drab, miserable, but still very cool Brighton. It wasn't miserable. We had a lovely time. We did have a lovely time. And we went for tacos. Uh, so we've been to uh, Brighton a few times and we've eaten tacos a few times down there. We've got a couple of spots that we like, but we went to somewhere that we had never been before that I had found online. Casa Azul. Yeah, so Casa Azul is down in the open market. Really cool little spot. They've got their own shop. So they actually had two sites in the market. At one end, they've got their own little shop. And at the other end, they've got a shop with a kitchen. Yeah, it's it's a very small taqueria. There's, what, two long tables. So it's kind of one of those fit where you can fit. You'll be sat with strangers. Make friends if you want to make friends. But we were there with uh, a few other friends of ours. We had, there was five of us in total, I think. Yeah, there were five of us. Um, they managed to squeeze us in. Um, they were super friendly when we got there. It was really cute on one of the other tables. They were either having some kind of Spanish lesson or like get together meet up. Um, we were trying to work. I don't think they knew each other. I think they were just practicing Spanish, which was really nice. So yeah, like initial impressions were really good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we did get confused when we were first trying to find the place because we went to the, we came in at the other end and we went to the the market side of it first and we just saw the shop and we're like, oh, oh, is this just takeaway only? I thought they had some tables. And then we went and found the other one at the other end. Super cool though. Um, It was fast. So we went in and the, the taquerista, <laughs> the... James is James has done Duolingo Spanish and now he's just making up words. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna add add things to the end of words. Yeah, um, so the, the proprietor, the proprietor of of the the taco shop, uh, who from what I'd seen online, I was like, oh, this guy seems like he's a bit of a character, and he very much was. Uh, his name's Gabriel, and super lovely guy, and he's he's straight on it. He's serving us. He gave us our menus. And then without any hesitation, launched into telling us about the tamales that they had. Yeah, we didn't get any, um, which I'm a little bit sad about, Mm. actually. Um, But they had a cool selection of tamales, which I guess was some kind of special they had going on. They also had them for sale in their shop down the road so you could take them home and have tamales. For anyone who doesn't know what a tamale is, it's basically corn no, I don't even how can I explain it? It's kind of stuffed corn dough mm. that's then steamed inside a corn leaf. It sounds a bit mad, but it's really, really delicious and super traditional. Um I think of many of the taco places that we've been, this one definitely was authentic. I had my first bite of my tacos and I was like, oh yeah, that does that does taste like Mexico. Yeah. Uh, when we'd eaten, I was chatting to Gabriel afterwards and I was like, I, I was curious where in Mexico he was from and he is straight up Mexico City. Like he is a Mexico City boy and you as someone who lived just outside of Mexico City you could taste it couldn't you you were saying yeah it's just nice um it's like it just you know brings back memories and he was saying that a lot of a lot of what he does is he he likes to cook food to remind people of mexico who've been there or maybe from there but also to try and sell it and yeah, people are remote. planning a trip or talking a trip it's like he's he's yeah he's he's not a tour guide but he's 
an ambassador. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's bigging up Mexico. He's flying that flag. He's, he's flying la bandera. He's very proud, and as he should be. And he's doing some great food. So on the menu, the tacos that they had, and I think like their their normal ones, they've got a chicken tinga, uh, the conchinita, conchinita, yeah, conchinita pibil, which is what I had. Uh, the mole you had, uh, and the Colorado, which was like the the most interesting sounding one. None of us had it, but it's the <laughs> false. Yeah, the it's uh, all of them. Are, they come in three, so three tacos filled with pulled beef and an unforgettable roasted chili sauce known as Colorado, served with avocado slices. The reason that we didn't is because we'd had beef at the last place. When we went to Overdraft, we'd had beef, and so I just wanted to have the people. And I, I've not really sort of mole tacos isn't. Um, I mean, mole is very traditional, but mole tacos isn't such a traditional thing. So, Anna, you don't get it everywhere. You tend to get a shredded beef. You tend to get a, a chicken tinga in most taco places, but mole was a bit different. So that's why I plumped for that. A couple of our friends had the vegetarian mole and they were all positive reviews. They were all yeah. super pleased with that. They Looking at the menu, they of those four things, they've got a vegan option of all four. So they, they they basically they are it's the exact same menu whether you're veggie or meat eating it's just you know sounds meat yeah it was, carne. it was really cool um it's quite a stripped back menu though so it's basically apart from the tamales specials which we were told about it's basically those taco options and then the a, one side the one side which is a portion of rice and beans yeah. which again super traditional that's that's kind of what you get in Mexico, that's that's you don't tend to get elaborate starters and things. So really um playing true to their heritage there. Price wise, uh ten pounds yes, ten pound ten for any of the tacos. For in fact any option, everything is just ten pound ten. I didn't ask how much the tamales were, but I'm guessing probably about the same, maybe a little bit cheaper. Yeah, probably um, in the same price range. Yeah. Which, you know, that for three tacos in Brighton, it's pretty good. I think. Yeah, I was really happy. And I think for me, I'm a hungry girl. I, I want to be full. Yeah. And and I always worry because in some places, a portion of tacos is not enough. Um, But it absolutely was there. Mm. Once again, we were trying to work out how big are those tortillas? How, how do we... So after our last episode, we sort of asked how what sort of scale we should do for, for tortillas for these tacos. Ed suggested, our friend Ed suggested using uh, how many bites, how many bites it takes to get through one of these tacos. So like a, a number of bites scale or uh, using a lime for scale, lime, lime for scale. So if we were to go with that, I would say two, two limes, two limes long. Two limes long. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, but we're not completely sold on that. So please, if you've got any suggestions of how we can... How do we quantify tortilla size? Yeah. I think we were we were having this discussion over a drink earlier on, and you were looking at the saucepan, not saucepan, the saucepan, the saucepan, the um, the the saucer. The so saucer like for your... the saucer of a teacup, which is a very British measurement. So yeah. I'd say they were about saucer size, mm -hmm. but again, you get different saucers. For me, these were about a three a three bite taco. I'd say though. I'd say so, yeah. You could do it in two if you were really stuffing it, but it's... <laughs> if you're a fiend. If you're an absolute fiend, which, you know, I can... I've been known to fiend. I was very happy with my pibble. Um, we we split one of them, so I had one 
of the mole and two the pibble you had the reversed yeah i was i was happy um they were delicious um the mole had crema and queso so cream and cheese on top which again super traditional in in mexico you get that on a lot of food they love the um cream sort of thick cream and then that white white fresh cheese which is delish mm. um the the pibble was it was cooked in a mild sauce with artichoke and orange and then topped with pickled red onions and it was lovely it was again as as they were served none of these guys were particularly spicy but uh when we ordered he asked us if we wanted some hot sauce and we all said yes and he was like okay cool so mild or hot and we oh it was med medium or hot oh, medium or hot yeah and and we all quite like spicy things but we wanted to try a bit of everything so we got both I'm not going to lie, he bought over two tiny little ramekins. Didn't look like much. With a bit a bit of green so saucy salsa and a bit of red saucy salsa. And I was like, oh, it's a bit stingy. Felt like, felt like maybe that was one person's portion. Yeah, I was uh, like, I, I could definitely bosh both of those. But actually, and he did warn us, they really had a kick. So trying a bit of both of them, um, they the spice really built. But you initially got really nice flavours. Yeah. Um, they were saying don't don't overdo it with that first thing because like it won't feel it at first your the the flavor will hit you and then it'll build in heat as it's in your mouth so yeah they were they were great they were really nice salsas um and one of the nicest things about this place is that they sell everything they make so you could buy t little jars of these salsas you could buy the mole mix you could buy the pibil you could buy the colorado and take it home and make your own tacos at home they had sort of massive stacks of um tortillas blue corn and sort of normal corn and we could have taken those home but we we needed to stop spending money so yeah last last time we we unfortunately dinged overdraft for their tortillas a little bit but i talking about the tortillas here they were blue corn which we like it's mm -hmm. you don't get it everywhere in this country some places will do it and it's sort of almost like a oh look we've got something that looks a bit different because it's not the crap that you're buying in a supermarket but these ones were super fresh. They were really nice. They were cooked right. They it all was served warm. It just... yeah, they were great, and they held together. They that's yeah, what you want. It's it's there to get the food into your mouth. It's yeah. a little vessel for the tasty treats on top, and it works. Yeah, and as I said, the speed at which all of this was being served to us was amazing because it it really did feel like as soon as we ordered, they went in the back and they just went. Bish bash bosh grabbed our filling in the tortilla and put it in the tray and served it to us straight away. The turnover of that place was fast. Yeah, it was good. They were they were getting through the covers, but it didn't feel like it was very friendly. We, we I didn't rushed. feel rushed. Nothing I didn't feel like we were kicked out. I think my only slight criticism was maybe the um because of that quickness. We almost didn't know everything that was on offer, yeah. so um, the menu's quite bare bones, but then, like... There isn't a drinks menu, it's basically what can you see in the fridge. If you can see it in the fridge, you you can be served it. They they I don't think they have a liquor license, so there's no, no booze, no cocktails, no margaritas this time. Uh, we had to go elsewhere for a margarita. Um, but the, they did have some good authentic drinks. Yeah, let's talk about the drinks. Yeah. Um, so they had two staples, Mexican staples, which is horchata and agua de jamaica, which is um, hibiscus. Yeah, hibiscus. That was their their homemade ones. That was like yeah. that was the, what was made in store. And the I had the agua de jamaica, and 
they'd run out in the fridge. He served the last two to the table next to us, and I'd already been eyeing them up. And then he was like, okay, cool. We're just going to go and have to make a fresh one. So he, they literally went into the back and made a fresh batch. Yeah. And before they even bottled it up, I, I had a bottle. Yeah, they're good. They were really good, really accommodating in there and super knowledgeable and friendly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was great. Um, one thing we did have in there, which I think is always a bit different and interesting for a taco place, they had desserts. They did. And and they were they were nice. Um, so options were they had flan, um, which is is really common to get in Mexico. I'm I'm not a fan. Um, fan flan. I'm not no, I'm not a flan fan. It's a bit I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm not a big fan. It's, it's wobbly, it's naughty, I don't know. Um <laughs> but I'm sure it's delicious. So Yeah. Again, all made everything everything they have is homemade. They, I don't think they're buying anything in. No, it no. It look like it. No. Um, and and I've, they... I've seen as well that this place, he has bailed some of the other taco places in Brighton out if they've been in a pinch, if they've run out of tortillas or whatever, they've gone to him as their supplier. So I think he is a local supplier as well. A taco dealer, if you will. I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth. <laughs> um, or accusations. So yeah, desserts, they had the flan, they had um, pastel de tres leches, which is basically a sponge cake that's really moist and mm. soft. But the one that we went for um, was conchas, which are kind of... Oh, kind <laughs> we, of... we decided the way that we were describing them to our friends as we got them, because we got the a chocolate one and a vanilla one. And... Our, our friends sort of had a bite of each and they were like, mm, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not, it's not what I was quite expecting. And for, for the Brits listening, it's basically a Mexican ice bun. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's kind of, it's not quite a brioche, but it's kind of that bready style thing. And then it has a crust of icing on top. Mm. When I used to live in Mexico, I wasn't the biggest fan, but I think nostalgia made me made me get these ones. And they were really tasty. I think really what you want with those is a nice cup of hot chocolate or a coffee. Something, something to dip it. Something to dip it or just something to go with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was it was lovely to try them and to just have, that taste of Mexico, it like really transported me back there. Yeah. Another thing that I loved about this place was their kind of wall of things that you could buy. And so I think in Brighton in particular, there's a lot of shops selling kind of Mexican goods, Mexican spices. There's a chili shop. There's a spice shop. Not just Mexican. You can get pretty much any world foods. We just sort of seem to gravitate towards <laughs> the Mexican ones. So we just see them more. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but he's got a real kind of authentic display of things. If you want to go home and have a go at Mexican cooking, make your own stuff. So anything from pozole, which is it's big chunks of white corn that you can make a really cool broth out of that's really traditional and delicious. They had dried squash flowers, which again get used a lot. Um, they had nopales, um, so cactus. So lots of ingredients and kind of above and beyond just your, your basic salsas that you'd get anywhere else. It's not just stuff that they were then selling in their food either. It was like there was other ingredients, other things, probably stuff that they'll do in specials whenever they've got a special one. Yeah. And as, as we were kind of on our way out and paying and having a, a chat to him, he let us try some of um, their own home, homemade kind of salsas, which are amazing. Oh, um, so they were good. 
Yeah, we we got sold to. We we walked away with a big old jar of sauce. Um, but it's it, the salsa botanera. It's the one that. Yeah, we bought, which... I, th- I think we got the extra as well, which is the slightly more spicy one. Yeah, and it's basically an oil, but he's got peanuts in there. He's got chilies in there. It's got a real nice flavour, and then a massive kick of spice at the end. So not. Not something I think I've really seen traditionally in Mexico cooking, but it was delicious. I mean, we got sold on it because we were chatting about them and we were like, okay, we should probably get something. And then I was just like, what's your favourite? And he was like, well, it's that one. It was like, without any hesitation, there was no um and an ahhing. He, he knew which one was his favourite. And we tried a bit and yeah, it's good. Real, real peanut buttery sort of taste on the bite. It's got a crunch to it as well, like a crunchy peanut butter, but then a kick, which is lovely. Yeah, it was great. So this is where this podcast is going to get difficult. Yeah. Because we've only got two taco places to go in the top 10. Currently, Overdraft is at the top. It is at the moment. Where would you put Casa Azul? Personally, I would put it overall as better than Overdraft. Ooh, controversial. Overdraft going to come at you. They're in Southampton. They know where you live. They're coming for you. I don't think they know where we live. Okay. I don't think they never, follow us home. Never tell them where we live. Yeah. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Because I almost, yeah, I feel like it's so hard to rank. Because... They are different. They're very yeah. different. It, like um, Overdraft, as we said, Overdraft, not really a traditional taqueria. It's not a, a traditional taco place. They are doing something a bit new, a bit more modern, a bit twisted, which is great. And I like it. But this is a traditional street food, Mexican street food taco place. For the nostalgia that it brought me for the authenticity of the food, I think I'm also going to put them at number one. Yeah. Which is good that we agree. Because otherwise it's going to be a really long podcast of an argument. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We're coming towards the end normally, but... We're going to have ones where we disagree, I think. We might need someone who's our third guy. We might need to reach out to the listeners and be like, guys, we can't call this one. Well, so far, we've done two episodes and we've been lucky enough to have a guest or a guest, someone eating with us every time. Uh, And we've got our third place already lined up. And again, we're going to have someone with us for that. So that could be what keeps us honest. That's, That's our get out of jail card. If we can't. Come we can't do it. We go to. Are we going to call them live? <laughs> Are we going to call them live while we we're could. podcasting? We can do it. We can do it. I love it. So watch out. If you get invited to go and eat tacos with us, you may well get a call where we need your decision there and then. Yeah. We'll yeah. put you on the spot. Oh, we will. I like it. Okay. So, Casa Azul, Brighton, Gabriel, um, you're number one. You're number one on top 10 tacos. Who knows? I'm also slightly concerned that we're just going to put our latest tacos at number one because we've got terrible memories and we're just going to keep doing that. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we recorded the Overdraft episode pretty much immediately after getting home from Overdraft. Whereas this, it's been a couple of days because we had a bit of a weekend. Are you still thinking about those tacos? I am. Yeah. I am. I think all we need, all we need to, to, is a little bit of a disclaimer here. This isn't the Michelin guide. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, they make tires. They do make tires. Like they... And delicious tiny food. Well, they don't make the tiny food. They just drive to places on their tires. The Michelin man makes the tiny food. <laughs> I thought he was just a donut. Donuts. Oh. All right. Anyway. It's we're not getting... donuts. It's not tum We're getting distracted. <laughs> um, all right. Until next time, I'm James. I'm Liz. This was Top 10 Tacos. Oh.
Bye.